guys got lucky against the Patriots both times. I, I defy that statement, <laughs> sir. Uh, uh, I, just, I, I, I just had to say it. I just I defy that statement vehemently. And uh, and with that laugh, got- with that laugh, this is uh, blurred lines. Your man can with me as always is disgruntled Giants fan Josh. <laughs> Lost forty nine seventeen. Be just with a third stringer out here. Out here acting like y'all won the Super Bowl. You know, this is now a sports. Ca- this is now a sports podcast. People, it's you know, you know, Aaron, Aaron grievances, and as well as the professor. I am the main antagonist of this show, and I am going to tag Josh with this knowledge that the that the Cowboys. Squashed the Giants forty nine to ten. Wow! They're a crowning wow. achievement for the Cowboys. They are wow. they are making it now. They going all the way. Oh, you don't believe that? <laughs> of course, I don't believe. <laughs> You're not even antagonizing me with that one. Nobody believes that. No, I'm antagonizing the Cowboy fans as listening though. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh lot, man, that's a lot of shots right there. A lot. No word. Yeah, pop, pop, pop. we might, uh, we might, you know, we might they lose some listeners. They would, they would see that right now on screen is the eye of Sauron. So I'm in full Dark Lord mode today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, might lose some listeners behind that. And uh, we're back. There's a lot. There's a lot. Lot. Lot going on in the world of. Uh, Entertainment and sci-fi and comics. You don't say. Like what, Cameron? You know what? Shout out to uh, SAG-AFTRA. They have uh, the strike is now over. They're doing the last finishing touches so folks can get back to work. They still got a lot to do with the AI and how that's all going to work out. But um, it's been what nine months? Ten months? No, nine months. Yeah. Since the pair of strikes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to say something like yeah. March. Yeah, March yeah. You know, I recently watched, uh, well, rewatched the first season of Westworld. It's brilliant, but it made me a little. It was a little uncanny because of what's going on right now with the AI and and, and everything. And uh, mm. like you can see, like it's like, Lou, are we slipping into that society now? Mm. Like AI is pretty much basically everywhere, and it's we've accepted it and. You know, I'm not. It's already there. It's, yeah. it's already there, running more well, than we realize. Of course, yeah. I, yeah. Now that it's being talked about uh, on the consumer level, that just means that military has been around for the last decade or so. Absolutely, yeah. uh, but um, probably even longer. But um, yeah, I'm just saying, like you know, it makes you think when you rewatch things like again Blade Runner and uh, Westworld and even The Matrix. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you you think you know we're kind of at that point where you know there's just the things that I'm watching people do with these with these AI engines. It it is a little scary, but you well, know, someone made a, a good point. Um, I think uh, it was which filmmaker he said that AI that only imitates; it doesn't create. Um, mm. I that's a good, that's a kind of mm. a good line for, um, and, um, it's someone that we all know and I'm blanking on his name, but, um, 
I thought it was a quote that every artist and person who's a little, not just artists, because I think when you think about AI, it's more about a business thing and, and that supplanting actual writers or actual voice actors or, or actual, uh, um, uh, whatever colorists are, are, you know, cause it's going to affect everything. You know, it's not just even, I'm sure there's even going to be a, a AI program that will edit footage at some point. So, you know, I think the, the idea that it will ever have the same creative tenacity as a human being, uh, is probably one that lives in the sort of sci-fi fantasy realm. I don't think it'll get to that point. Then again, who knows? Who's to say, right? But, you know, it's interesting how um, how the debate has unfolded <clears throat> over time and it uh, people's misconceptions about how AI uh, actually works and what it, you know, the ways in which it's deployed. Though yeah. that It's really interesting how people have these misconceptions, you know, they automatically think, you know, Terminator Skynet, <laughs> which yeah, is no. hilarious to me. Yeah. But there are a lot of companies that are out there. Just you, you look at job boards now, like you look at, um, you know, like when I, I, I do project based work. So, you know, I find myself looking for work on a regular basis. And so what I what I'm noticing is in the tech side of television and film companies whose infrastructures I know don't have any AI infrastructure whatsoever are hiring people for machine learning. Yeah. Hmm. And it's all the way. That's all the way, especially for engineers right now. If you are they're, they're hiring a, machine learning fellows and basically they're trying to, so the, with those hires, what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out how they can leverage AI to support their business model and their, and their, uh, and their workflows. So it's coming. It's it's definitely coming. Yeah, like if I had a kid, uh, if I had a kid right now, and they had even a slight technical leaning, the first thing I would tell you: you need to learn, like whatever you can learn about AI, learn it. That's the that is. It's not even the wave of the future. Like I said, there are companies that are higher that don't have uh, IT infrastructure that supports AI in any way, shape, or form, and in most instances, they would have to rework whole segments of their IT support structure in order to begin to accommodate machine learning. And they're already hiring people to try to figure out how to integrate. Yeah, I think um, I think a closer uh, sort of outlook uh, in terms of the fictional realm or TV film is probably Black Mirror and how it shows it's the applications of, of, of our AI. I think that's closer to what you're talking about, Josh, and how uh, companies are leveraging artificial intelligence to um, mm-hmm. to their advantage. To their advantage. Um, you know, I think about that the, I think it's White Christmas episode where they had the cookie um, tech where they would insert the cookie into your cerebral cortex and <laughs> I think it would be there for a week and Mm -hmm. then it basically copied your consciousness, uh, whatever. And then they take that out and put it into the, uh, you know, echo type machine or whatever the, you know, like Amazon echo. And, and so Mm -hmm. you're, 
part of you or is now in that, but it's automating the entire home. Like it's, it's cooking, waking you up and cooking your breakfast and, you know, right. um, th- things like that. Um, but obviously it's not, it can't be, uh, it's not the, 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 the irony of that story is that the, the program starts self-aware and then the, the operator well, a person like what you describe, someone who knows how to operate or deal with AI, basically, basically, um, I don't even know if there's a kind word except for oppresses the AI into doing its job and accepting what it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, so it's not, it's not even AI starts off very self-aware, like, where am I? Uh, why am I in here? And why is she out there? And that's supposed to be me and things like that. And so it's, it's, a, it obviously the whole thing is to freak you out twilight zone style, um, mm-hmm. but, or black mirror style, uh, to be more appropriate. But, um, I just thought it was, the irony was funny that you have a human that's oppressing an artificial intelligence to accept that it is in fact, an artificial, an artificially created, um, uh, copy. Mm. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy because I think that's the next like wave of things because everyone's trying to figure out how because every startup right now has some type of AI implementation of it now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're and, and they're you know either they're using AI to make uh, something better or you know hey we you know this process is hella horrible we use AI to clean it up and make it better and blah 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 blah. And so I think that's going to be the next, that's the way that's going on right now. Also, people are starting to make their own chat GPTs and, or ba- have chat, chat GPT be their basis. And then right. they're making their own self-contained one. So it's not connected to the internet. It's only connected to their own server. So you can put all of your proprietary information in there and it's closed off. It's a closed off network only for your shit, as opposed to, right. the, to the, the, to the you know, world. So yeah, there's, it's a, uh, it's kind of crazy. I mean, the the actors and everyone else is uh, they're right to be uh, a little a little spooked. A little spooked is the best way to put it. Well, I know yeah, voice actors were especially uh, especially spooked because um, I think there was talk about certain uh, about using AI for voice acting or voice voiceover work um, for certain certain things. But um, yeah, a, a lot of people spooked. Well, and and rightly so, because you can't really, you know, uh, as as uh, as conspiracy theoristic as this sounds. Corporations have proven that they can't be trusted to do the right thing unregulated or, un, you know, uh, without the watchful eye of a union saying, hey, you need to you, you if you're going to use my. If you're going to use my likeness or you're going to use people to do these things, people's images to do these things, then they need to be compensated for that. And you need to get their permission before any of that even happens. Um, Because, you know, part of the thing that I don't think people realize is um, the reason why actors went ballistic uh, and went so hard body to try to uh, to try to get the the provisions that they did in the new contract was because it was already happening, you know, as much as you don't want, you know, as much as you don't want to be, you know, conspiracy theorist, Skynet, you know, Skynet is coming. But the reality is there were corporations that were, or there were, were movie studios and television film studio, television studios 
that were already saying, hey, we want to scan your body. We want to, you know, we, we want to get a scan of you. So after you're done filming the scene, we want you to come into this room. Uh, a camera, it's a special camera that's going to scan and they'll lie to them. They just outright lied to them and said, you know, why, and came up with different reasons why they were being scanned. They were being scanned so that they could use their, the, these actors' images um, through, a, through some sort of machine learning or AI without compensating them, without getting their permission, without any sort of provision in their contracts. Uh, I can think of at least two or three shows <clears throat> where actors said that they were scanned and they didn't, they didn't realize until after what they found out, uh, until afterwards when they found out what, different ways AI can use can use a scanned image. Same thing for actors that are that are that are extras. It's the same deal. Like they scan these people, they pay them once, and then they don't have to pay them again to use their image. And there's no it's a it's it's a technically a violation of existing image rights as they existed before, but there are plenty of legal loopholes around it. And that was why Actors were so hard body about yeah. getting it worked into the deal in more plain and distinct language than yeah. it was before. Yeah. yeah. And then, because yeah. it wasn't, there wasn't anything in place before because AI hadn't existed in that way right. in before. And the same thing with writing and streaming, you know, it's just happenstance that they happened to collide with each other and that they were able to get deal in place, both the writing, both, both SAG, uh, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, uh, SAG AFRA, as well as the, WG, the WGA, were able to get on, uh, you know, deals that specifically uh, have language in them about addressing our AI usage, as well as um, 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 AI and um, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> the, 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 they were trying to they were trying to get the plain English for, to use that. So because AI and um, to, to to so that we wouldn't uh, so that they would have protections in place, like you said, that would that so corporations wouldn't wouldn't um, screw them out of out of money and and rights and just AI and streaming that's what I that's what I was struggling to say came about at the same time so they were mm-hmm. so it's, it's probably good that they were able to get both things into uh the agreement because um if AI had become a thing 5 years from now we would probably be right back, uh, um at the table or at least whenever the agreement was up, you know, you they would be striking again because you know, AI will be a whole new thing. And they're probably gonna have to address it again in the next, you know, when as the as oh, the technology evolves and the and how it's deployed and used uh continues to grow and, and change, they're gonna have to address this again come time for the next contract. Because if you remember uh, the strike in 2008 came about because that was the birth of streaming. And yeah. so, you know, that strike was basically because no one was getting residuals for, you know, you, you run an episode. I think we use that in this example uh, in a previous episode where we were talking about streaming, you know, heroes was one of the most watched television shows of the, of that period season one. And a lot of the, a lot of the viewership, was streaming 
And so they attached ad dollars to 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 stream those episodes. Uh, they, they attach ad dollars to stream those episodes, and they're getting rev. So the television station is and the production are getting revenue, and not even the production. Sorry, just this, the television station is getting ad revenue, and these are now other ways that the that the that the actors' performance and the writers' uh, the, the 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 writers' scripts are being used. And they're not getting paid any residuals. And that's how this works. They're supposed to get residuals for any ancillary, uh, for any ancillary use of their work. If it's written into their contract as an actor, but almost always as a writer, that's how that works. Yeah. So, you know, the writers usually generally get, (laughs) yeah. And, and, and that, and you're right. That was the birth. The, the reason for the 08 strike was because of the the birthplace, the birth of streaming. And um, one of the other shows that was big in that time was Breaking Bad, and that was mm-hmm. and Mad Men. Those two shows um, really is what paved the way for Netflix to build its. Uh, its streaming platform as it as it exists today, because mm-hmm. they didn't have original content at the time. Breaking Bad, they had all of the episodes on online to stream, and they had the deals with with um, with AMC, and those two shows really built help Netflix again. Then come up, then have uh, you know House of Cards, the Orange is the New Black, and then all those all those things. So, um, and then you know binging and all this stuff. So all of that pri- was probably uh, even more so driving to that next strike of the strike of uh, 20, um, what was it, was it, did it start last year? No, it started this year. No, it started this year. Yeah. 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 The strike of 2023. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to happen again, most likely. <laughs> yeah, uh, it totally will. I mean, and also people yeah. forget that it's the, uh, it's, you know, technology is faster than, than laws are going to be able to go. So yep. oh, yeah. this is going to come, this is going to come up again in the next, uh, you know, easily within the next, you know, probably two years, honestly, two to three. Yeah, alongside whatever other technological advances that nobody accounted for. Yeah, no, totally true. I think that's Wait till we start broadcasting in space. Oh, <laughs> then, then you're really going to have some trouble. We'll be mm-hmm. talking about those cosmic residuals. Cosmic residuals. <laughs> in perpetuity. For, in forever. perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Time is relative up there, so we gotta. We gotta and think. I will, I would like residuals for the five years that it's going to take for uh, any uh, any signal to reach uh, the planet Beta Sigma. Beta Sigma five years from now, when years. when Seinfeld reruns reach uh, reach Beta Sigma, uh, I would like those residuals once you confirm that they received the transmission. Thank you. <laughs> Well, now, yeah, so yeah. now that the strike's over and things are starting to like, nah, I should take this back. Is things aren't coming, things aren't back to normal, but, mm-hmm. but the release schedules are starting to get reshuffled. So the things that are starting to come out are starting to come out. Oh, not even starting. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're like, okay, now we can start to release stuff. People are hitting, you know, you know, Europe, they've been filming this whole time. So they, they fine. 
but America's like still trying to figure out what's going on. And like, you know, all the turnkey shows are already back into in production. Uh, all the other yeah, ones. That's, that's why House situation. of Cards, um, I'm pretty sure it was announced that it's coming back in it is? Uh, the early, why? either early <laughs> summer, not House of Cards, House of Dragon. I'm sorry. House of so, Dragon. I said House of Cards. I meant, I, I, we were talking, I mentioned House of Cards earlier, so it was still on my okay. House of the Dragon, HBO's yep. Game of Thrones uh, prequel series or prologue series. Well, it's, they never stopped filming because they're a different, they're, they're BAFTA, they're a different, uh, a different Yeah, that union. was my point. That yeah. was my point. Because of uh, a good chunk of their uh, production is not a part of American Union's they kept working and they kept going and I but the thing is the writers were a part of Ah, WGA okay so Mm -hmm. I do think they had somewhat of a pause but I don't think it was as long I think uh, especially once the writer strike was over, they the writers were immediately able to go back to work I mean I think it was ratified almost immediately so sure But I don't know. I don't know if that is 100% true. Got to double check it, but I'm pretty sure there was no talk of them having significant delays. So they probably will be having their season two premiere sometime next year, as opposed to. It's it's on time. As far as I know, it it hasn't. I didn't read anything about delays. It's still on schedule, as far as I know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, all those uh, actors are, are part of BAF, BAFTA, and yep. um, I don't think there's any American actors on nope, uh, not a one on House of the Dragon. But the yeah, but so again, much so the, there was at, at some point there was a um, there was there, there was a, a statement issued by BAFTA basically letting all of their rank and file. Uh, members know that you know it's cool if you if you express solidarity, but under no circumstances are you allowed. So apparently, their union does not allow them to strike at all. Like there's no, uh, I, I think it's British law. You cannot if you're uh, if you're unionized, uh, at least certain unions. I don't know if it's across the board, but BAFTA specifically, you cannot strike if you're a member of that union. You can express solidarity all you like till you blue in the face. But you will not be striking with them to, to express solidarity. So yeah. that was never every never even an option to be a thing. So with that being said, now that we have the ball rolling, right? You know, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff's been, in, been playing out. You know, we got to see. You know, uh, now we get to see all the shows that got held back before uh, before the strike. We got a couple of overlaps and that kind of thing. Here comes uh, Dune, baby. Yep. And so I have not watched anything. Uh, been traveling, work, blah 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 blah. You guys have, so we'll 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 kick this part off of one man review uh, separately and figure out who one of you guys can go first and what you want to uh, talk about. After you, D'Angelo, the professor speaks first. <clears throat> well, thank you. You're, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Um, Don't let well, that spread around. <laughs> I think I'll start with uh, Gen V because I watched Generate and to for a little background, Gen V is the uh, spinoff properly. It is a spinoff of the boys uh, on Amazon Prime. And the reason I say it's a spinoff properly, 
Well, I'll get to that. But the the it basically is a coming of age story of about four or five soups who are attending uh, Godokin uh, University, which is basically like the school where soups, the university for soups, they, these superheroes, these soups are ones who eventually, eventually joined the seven. So they, you know, they, at the very beginning, they talked about a train and you saw uh, the Usher's cameo and, and, and Maeve and all of those, uh, those people. Um, I went into this, there's eight episodes per season. I went into this with absolutely no expectation. In fact, I would say that I watched this literally just on a whim. Cause at first I thought, eh, the boys is fine. It was cool in the first season, but there's only so much of that kind of nonsense. You can kind of <laughs> stomach after you kind of <laughs> feel, you just think you, you know, what am I doing here? But still always been entertaining the boys um uh when they they are at their worst when they're leaning heavy into the racism and stuff like i didn't think they did a good job of that uh but in this series however it's it feel it's a way different and so the story is revolved. The main character's name is uh, Marie Moreau. She's one of the main characters portrayed by uh, Jazz Sinclair. And uh, her power is she's a, uh, <laughs> I, I was going to attempt to give it a fancy uh, 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 name, designation. I'm going I'm to try. I'm going to try. She's a hemoglobin. Benesis, that <laughs> wow, that's right. It's but, a, but a blood, she's a bloodbender. Yeah, yeah. she's there a you go. bloodbender. Yes, thank you, Cam. That is very so well said. <laughs> yes, she's a bloodbender, and so uh, when you first see it in the very beginning, um, when they introduce, first of all, this is this is very much it hits all the targets of what you want in a young adult story and an origin story for a potential superhero or an ironic superhero, if you will. Um, and, uh, and perfectly kind of setting itself aside from the boys and how the superhero characters are introduced in that story. So from the point of view of Marie Moreau, she, she, uh, has a tragic accident where she her powers accidentally cause the deaths of her parents, um, and she's shipped, she shipped off. She has a sister, um, and her little sister witnesses this, and but so they're separated. She goes into to the system, and obviously now that they know she has power, she's give she's given over to Vaught, and Vaught has their little orphanage system where you go from their orphanage to. Uh, Godokin, or as they reveal in this show, you go to a place called the Wood. If you're too crazy and you're a soup, and so <laughs> Woods and its purpose is a big part of the storytelling. So I won't go too deep into that because I don't want to spoil it. Because I think this is worth watching. Honestly, mm. it's better mm -hmm. than the last two seasons of The Boys. Oh, Josh, you watched it too. That's right. Um, yeah, you, so this you, won't you, be a one-man review. <laughs> oh, word. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think about I, it either. Yeah. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I watched it at your behest. 
Um, yeah, I, I told you. Much, I said, go ahead and watch this. Well, by the end, you were like, yo, you need to watch this. And yeah. need is not need is not something you ascribe to too many shows. So when you said that, I immediately began I watching. Don't. <laughs> I, don't. I don't. It, oh, it was. Um, um, yeah, go ahead, Josh. What do you? It was. It was solid. It was. I was. I was. I mean, it's. It's a little. It, it's a little uh, backloaded. Like I feel like they saved a it's, lot of it's a lot of two of this. Yeah, it's it's a little backloaded. They 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 saved a lot of the the sort of t- plot twists and 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 uh, visual goodies for the last probably three episodes. I would say, um, but you know, once you once you accept that, it's you know it, it is a way to tell a, a story. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily suffer for it. It's a matter of I would have liked more action throughout as opposed to it needed it because the, it's very much uh, story driven. It's character, very much character it's driven. Character driven. And, um, and it gets there. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't suffer horribly for the lack of action. I was fine with 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 uh, waiting until the last episode for all the big effects and all the big, uh, all the big fight scenes. It was cool. It was, well, it, was, you, it, was it was a good you. add-on. It was a great uh, add-on that dovetailed out of very nicely out of uh, where you sort of leave off with the last season of the boys and then dovetails back in, in the last episode. It bookends very nicely. So, um, yeah. So, nice. um, the thing is, going back to the action part, they focus less on they give you, they make you care for these characters, these specific yes. characters. So yes. these are these are kids who have superpowers and they're not assholes like the ones we see in the boys yet. Yeah, and, the, and I think these, that's the thing that I heard about that before. There, like one of the things I would say the big the biggest difference between the boys comics and the boys TV show is in the TV show, they make the soups have some type of a, of a little bit more depth. So you might care for them. Yeah. So, like there's a some reason humanity. there's a method to, yeah, there's some humanity and there's a method to the madness. Same right. with the boys, the yeah. boys, there's each, each person has a little bit of something that kind of makes you care. And then I'm, for Gen V, the thing that overall I'm hearing is like, you actually care about what happens to these characters as opposed to everyone just being yes. an asshole and they doing wild stuff. Each episode is kind of, um, it, it reinforces a that the the idea of good and bad, good or evil, these moralities are often more gray than they are clear cut, and I think that is a thing that pushes through the 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 storytelling of Gen V season one because as you're learning more about these individual players and how they fit into this world you start to you care about what's happening to them as as you're watching it you know one of the one of the things that happens in i think the first episode is uh the character andre who is um uh he's he's one of he's the only black male superhero on the in the cast um mm. and he and his uh his father is 
was a member of the seven. His name's Polarity. They're the Magnetos of the uh, of the of the story. I don't know if Polarity was in the is it was in the comic book or not, but um, he accidentally kills a girl while he's trying to show off his powers at a party, and that becomes a whole thing and how they bought you know, goes about cleaning it up. It's, it makes it more, it made it, all of the, those little story steps that were building toward that end made you care about those characters. So when you got to that payoff, you were all invested in, in what happened to them, what was going to happen to them. And so I brought up the, Josh bringing up the boys. And I said earlier that this is a true spinoff because this, is existing. This story is being told adjacent to the main narrative of the boys. This isn't before, this isn't after, this is literally at the exact same time. And I didn't know that that was the case when I was, before I started watching the show. And like Josh pointed out, they perfectly <laughs> I hadn't seen it done that, that seamlessly since uh, the Captain America, Winter Soldier, uh, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Hydra reveal in terms of like how they seamlessly connected one part of the mythology to another. And it, it just all fell into place. Um, I don't I'm being very vague because I don't want to spoil it because again, I do think that if you like the boys and especially if you plan on watching the next season of the boys, you really should invest in the eight episodes of Gen V. They are really good. They are really worth it. They keep you on your toes. I actually look forward to the new episodes each week. Um, mm. because the story well, I think we're writing. We're past spoiler zone. You know, this is a couple of weeks now. It's been out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You can spoil away. No, well, but I think so, but I don't, in general, I would say like you know, I've been hearing the the gist of most of the stuff, and um, yeah, it's pretty dope. I think a lot of people are saying kind of the same. Whether like you know, it it, it was a far cry from you know regular old uh, you know the boys, which is like the shock and awe, kind of the gross out, kind of the everyone's an asshole type of thing. And so this one had yeah. a little bit more depth, a little bit more heart, where you're like, oh, I actually care about these people. <laughs> yeah, I care about them, even though sometimes they could be pricks too. And but they they aren't. You you introduce them to them through their humanity first. And also, one of the good things is that the boys, the things that have already happened on the boys are consequential in this show. And that, and that was a big deal for me. So like, you don't find this out until later into the story, but the main antagonist, uh, her motivation is largely due. So basically she's the female Billy Butcher, uh, and she's upset and, Wants to wants to enact genocide against soups because of Homelander's uh, because Homelander uh, in season one with the plane, yep. her husband yep. was on the plane. Ah, and so, consequences. And so, there we go. Yes. Go. So they the stakes in this show feel like there are stakes that 
feel like there's going to be, they mean something, even where they leave, leave you with the characters and the cameos. And I'll just go ahead and say the in the cameo throughout. Right. And they did it right. So each mm-hmm. cameo is a bigger character from the boys than the next. So you already know the finale, who's going to be in the finale most likely. Yep. Uh, exactly. And, and what I love is first it was him and then it was him and the way that those scenes played out. So first you get Homelander, then you get a uh, mid-credit scene with Billy Butcher delivering his famous What a Bunch of Cunts. And you are, but and it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those scenes that could easily be like, oh, they just wanted to throw him in there. But if you watch the whole season and you know where he's standing, you know what that might mean for Billy Butcher and what was going on there. And the fact yeah. that that came after we just saw Homelander and where he is, uh, it's amazing. I'm looking forward to the boy season four, but uh, say that all to say the Gen V was a surprisingly really well written, uh, well done first season and a great spinoff, uh, probably one of the better ones that's come that's uh, actually makes you care about the other show more. Cause I think by the end of Gen V, I was more excited for a season for the next season of the boys than I was before that. Yeah. I was equally surprised. Uh, and and walked away with very much the same impression. Like, you know, it, it does it does what a good spinoff is supposed to do. It augments the overall yeah. brand. Um, exactly. While while being its own thing, it was absolutely its own thing. It didn't try to be, yep. you know, the boys 2.0 with like a bunch of kids who are running around doing the things that the soups and, and Billy and the Billy Butchers of the world are doing. Like it's not it's not even remotely close to that. Um, nope. Nice. And it does, yeah, it, it does the job. It, it, it does the business, and it does the business really, really well. Uh, and, and it yeah, continues uh, I, uh, a tradition that the boys have set up, where well-known actors uh, get, get killed by one of the soups. So this time, it's, it's Clancy mm-hmm. Brown. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um I, I like that trope um that they but it's not just like a random his death means something and it and it Yeah, and it's and a it, catalyst it's, for a bunch of things that come exactly. after. Yeah, yep. that's yep. dope. Yep. That's yeah, that's dope. That's and and that makes it just fun to kind of keep that t- just tradition alive too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the boys so is on totally what worth it. four now. Yeah, it's going into a fourth season. It got delayed. Yep. Eric Kripke, uh, the last, he said after the the after the strike ended and and now the SAG after, I think he said that they were in post, but they had to you know obviously go through their marketing run and all. So I think he's basically saying that it'll probably be summer twenty twenty four, which makes sense to me. Like it, it, it makes sense because what they're probably going to do now is try to keep Gen V and the boys close enough. So when one ends, the other one is like, you know, a few months or, you know, whatever away from, from its premiere. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and then, Josh, you watched uh, Loki, right? I did watch Loki. Uh, actually, uh, D'Angelo and I both watched Loki. Nice. Uh, we both watched Man Loki. out. Yeah, it was um so this is uh, an opinion that I'm realizing is not uh quite that popular as a lot of people are singing the praises of the overall season through and through and uh I feel I comfortable speaking 
I, I speak. I, I feel comfortable speaking for both D'Angelo and and myself in saying we did not walk away with quite the same opinion that everyone else had. Um, and even D'Angelo and I sort of differ a little bit on how that impact the impacted the overall season. Um, I think it was it was an okay beginning. Is you know just kind of like all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it started to get a little better, and then sagged in the middle. And then came back up again. Um, and in my opinion, while there were some things that happened in the finale, uh, there's some things that, that they were doing with Loki's character that weren't necessarily all that great and didn't necessarily make the most sense for what they'd established. Uh, so I'll just say it because it's been a what a, almost a week now. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, a lot of the time travel stuff, you know, really uh, hit D'Angelo the wrong way. Uh, time travel. And, and, and what's funny is I didn't, it didn't ruin it for me. It ruined it for D'Angelo, but it didn't ruin it for me. Uh, it didn't ruin it for me because I'm accustomed to Star Trek time travel rules. And if you can, if, if you can live with, uh, with Star Trek temporal mechanics, you can forget <laughs> That's very truthful, actually. But my thing was, okay, he's time slipping, but he, he's time slipping. All right, cool. But now he's also time slipping and jumping other dimension, jumping to other uh, other timelines and other dimensions. All right, oh, you're, you're really stretching. It's not oh, time slipping then. Like, Call it something else. Yeah. Like establish it as something else. And do it more than just the one episode where they did it. You know what I mean? It became a, a matter of convenience. Now where he ends up as a result of doing that is still really incredible and a very poetic ending. Um, you know, it 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 definitely pays off uh his uh you know his his constant line about you being burdened with glorious purpose. It 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 pays that off in a really great way. It uh it dovetails into uh, other Norse mythology. Uh, basically, uh, Loki um, Loki takes it upon himself to do what they've been tasking uh, Victor Timely to do by going uh, by approaching the loom, uh, popping in a ra- basically like a regulator. And then launching it into the uh, uh, go, going to a launch, walking the, the 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 catwalk up to the to the launcher that is aimed at the at the loom, and then launching something into it that will allow it to expand its capacity to uh, house all the branching timelines that are hap- that are branching out of control as a result of the death of he who remains. Um, Josh, Josh, can I pause for a second? I just want to ask a question. Now, how ridiculous does all that just sound? Like, just how ridiculous does that all of that sound for unpacking the narrative? I'm sorry, I just don't say that. That's hilarious and also very true. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, it's a lot. So, there's a device that controls all that, 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 that holds together. All of all of time and space in every in every universe, every multiverse that ever uh, existed. I'd like to and say that this is the point uh, in the writers' room where I'd be like, "Nigga, you crazy." 
Yeah, kind of. Somebody, uh, somebody had some, had some, some, some nose clam, as, as they say on it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Some delicious nose clams because they, they basically, someone sat in the writers' room and said, "Okay, okay, okay." So there's gonna be a thing that holds all of reality together, right? It's a loom, and it holds it all together. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have Victor Timely already create something. Uh, based on his readings of the TVA guidebook, which he <laughs> created, but not really. Um, oh, and it's, Lord, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a paradox. It's a it's a yeah, time. He's going to so, create it. So one day he he created. He's going to create something based. Uh, I'm not even going to try. I'm Don't do it. I was going to say. Uh, I, I just ran it through in my head. Movie. having watched it, and I and I don't want you to do it. <laughs> yeah. But it's a yeah, paradox. So Let's just say that it's, it's a paradox. paradox. Yeah, it, he he wrote the book, but uh, 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 uh who is like the technician for the for for the for the TVA, uh, wrote the guidebook. But he wrote it based on Victor Timely's uh, uh Victor Timely's uh intervention theories and his yeah. right his theories and his intervention. But they travel back in time and drop the book off to, to Victor Timely. Who is now inspired? Yeah, who is inspired by the same book that he inspired? It's uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, oh, here it um, is. Josh. Here it is. They so. he so Orboros had the the TVA guidebook that Victor Timely wrote. That right book was then taken back into time and given to a young Victor Timely. But no, right. Uh, uh, no, Orboros yeah. wrote the book based on. On Victor based Timely. on the concept of Victor Timely, yeah, of uh, the concept of Victor Timely, and they took that book that Ouroboros wrote and they gave it to young Victor Timely, who did, who was now inspired by his, basically inspired by his own work, and then right. created. See, see, see what I'm see? saying? You go yep. down that road. Yeah, you did. I told you. I told you to leave it. I told you to, I'd already worked it through in my brain. I was like, I'm not saying all of that. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely that just sounds, it's, it's entirely just sounds, too convoluted. Yeah, it's like it's I very think if I watched it, it'd be fine. But Jesus, it is yeah, one of those things where like you have so many people in that room that can tell you like, doesn't this sound kind of crazy? <laughs> And so we're stretching the willing suspension of disbelief at this point, and especially because time travel is already just fuck shit crazy, and doesn't and half the time is not as thought out, well thought out as the storytellers believe when they right. pull all of that convoluted shit, pour that convoluted BS <laughs> into the storyteller. They they think that they've now figured out a a real cool sensible explanation of how time travel might at least pass be passable but then it's just like none of this makes any sense and now you're confusing time travel with the multiverse Uh, this is what this phase is supposed to be about by the way right yeah so yeah so so they go ahead and they do the thing uh, Loki realizes through his combination of time slipping and multi multiverse slipping, um, which again just it, it's a poorly established uh, ability they had. He eventually realizes 
that it isn't Victor that needs to go uh go, go to go grab go to the loom and uh and do and 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 corral all of this before all of reality uh falls apart and disintegrates loki realizes it's him that has to now that he's figured out how to control the time slipping and the multiverse slipping uh he now realizes that he's the one that has to use that ability to sort of corral all the different timelines and he becomes uh oh god the the norse it's basically the norse tree that's like the source of all uh of all of all time and space and life uh idrisil yeah, is what it's it's, called. it's idrisil yeah i was gonna say yeah. it starts with the with a y yeah uh, uh she's like and, the new uh the, the he who not the he that remains or whatever he's the new he's the yeah. new he who remains slash as guardian life tree Ah, well, that's cute. All of it is all, yeah. Except, in my opinion, <laughs> so this is where so this is where this is where D'Angelo and I differ. I think oh, that on. despite wait, wait, wait. Oh, go go go. I'm sorry. Hold on, I was just gonna say that uh-huh. the basically you that all of that does not explain how because here's the thing. They they fail that Loki does get the loom or no Victor Timely succeeds after so many of these sort of he fails and then now he has to go back and then he got to go back further or it wasn't quick enough so they go through this montage of Loki using the time slipping power to go back to more moments before so that they can have enough time to actually succeed in, in this loom business. But there, well, look, there's, there's, there's one instance, there's one instance where Loki has to go back and then he realizes he has to study quantum physics in order to figure <laughs> out how to explain it. That was great. And so, yeah, that was great because it Loki, took him. He had to go back to a couple of centuries. Like, yeah, he's like, how many years would it take me to learn all of this? He was like, a long time. He was like, how long? Like hundreds of years? I don't know. Like, I mean, it's quantum yeah, physics. It's not something you can learn. Centuries. And so, yeah, Loki goes back several hundred years and then comes back and basically is talking shop with Orboris um, and, and the rest of the crew. It's that was pretty funny. Uh, what, I say, what I what I was leading to is that the multiverse, the multi, what end of, ends up happening is that they realize they can't control the timelines and they are spiraling out into infinity, which is basically the multiverse. Now, mm-hmm. why I have a problem with that is because the multiverse exists in itself without outside of time and space. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's an entirely, if you're talking about timelines, multiverses are based on, or the concept of it is based on probabilities, the probability right. that this person will make a different decision if, if faced with that. And that creates an entire, with it, it would face with that same choice again, for example, go to the military, don't go to the military. And one, when you, whichever choice you didn't make has spiraled off into its own universe. That's at least how I've grown to understand how multiverses work. But this confused everything. Like it it combined the the idea of timeline. So the sacred timeline BS with basically just them 
trying to find a fancy convoluted way of saying Earth Prime. I mean, what the hell? Like, I just don't understand where they're going with this multiverse versus time travel thing. It's not making sense. And as Josh said, it's convoluted. Now, there are some things in this in this season that were good. I thought the very the where Loki's character ends up, as Josh mentioned, is good enough to not come back for a third season. That should be mm-hmm. the end of Loki's story arc in the MCU. No more. Or at least on that show. Yeah, I agree. No more. That I think that's 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 all we need because the more you try to tell more stories or use them in another movie, yes, if he uh, appears in another movie, if there's a reason for him to do it, then fine. But no more big stories involving Loki as a as a key character. It can't be because he's all, he's reached that point, as you pointed out, Josh, where he has finally found this bur- the burden of glorious purpose has finally landed on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he it's everything that he didn't, it's everything that he wants and everything he doesn't want. Because truth be told, Loki doesn't want didn't want to be alone. Yeah, now, he didn't he didn't want it. He wanted it, but he didn't want it this way. No. And so now he has it that way and it, it reinforces the the a, a trope, a thing that they established early in the season, which is or in last which is he always loses. And in this situation, it was the same thing. He won, but he also lost. He won't be in the lives of these people that he's grown to like and care for and know know them as friends because he has to keep their timelines intact and all this time which, travel which, BS. Which and, I don't have a problem with. You know what I mean? Like, I think it works because it's his, he he is Sisyphus. You know what I mean? Like, he's he ha, he's, he's cursed to push that boulder up the hill only to have it roll back down in his ass every single time. And I think uh, the, beauty, the beauty of that finale, that, that in my opinion... Wrecks. In my opinion, the beauty of the finale is though you 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 yeah no it's it's a bastardization to be sure but I but I like but I like where that leaves him you know what I mean like he got what he wanted he got what he wanted but not the way that he wanted it and yeah you know I agree with that 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 boulder rolls that boulder rolls back down on him yet again you know it is a version of that so Cam. Ask this question. I'll answer this question before you ask it. Is it worth your time to watch it? And my, uh, in my opinion, no. Mm. It could have been two episodes. What's funny is people said that. Said people said that about the first season because you could watch Loki and you could not watch Loki, and it wouldn't affect any viewing watching of anything else in the MCU stuff that you watch. Well, that's uh, everything. Think, now, that's that's I, I, everything since uh since uh since Endgame. Like none and nothing yeah. that we've seen so far has actually mattered. Nothing. So I slightly disagree with that about season one because I think meeting he who remains in the end is a good cool. dovetail. Is a good yeah. dovetail to who Kang is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't have a problem well, with that. Well, it was in theory till we actually met the cane that they offered up, and it was like a popcorn fart. So you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting on this dangerous individual that he who remains. Yeah. And when to Loki as this big threat 
if he and what's interesting here's here's the interesting bit this could be the out that disney needs to not move forward with jonathan majors yeah, that's what the that's what the initial uh, rumblings were of lately. It, was like it's, it's the, they absolutely made it, they made it open ended enough that if they didn't, if they say for instance, you know, Jonathan Majors fucks up and whatever, whatever, and they couldn't go forward with them, they made they they gave themselves a way out. And then, but since recently, you know, Jonathan Majors actually isn't so bad now. So, yeah. well, also, but he's on trial, and, but he's on trial, and it's still it's, on trial. Yeah, and yeah. and it's it, it is interesting symmetry that 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 open ended uh, that open ended we could proceed with him, we could not proceed with him uh, finale for Loki lands the same week that he goes to trial. Or that they announced that he's going to go to trial. Excuse me. Yeah, because they they had an off comment about about uh, about Kane birthday. Oh, it wasn't off. It wasn't off. That it was it was pretty blatant. Well, it wasn't blatant that he's a, he that he fought an Avenger and died. They didn't. No, no, no. That. It wasn't that. But it was the six one six adjacent commentary from. Uh, from from Mobius, so there's a there's a line, Cam. There's but a line. What I'm saying what I'm saying about that about that mm-hmm. line is that that line does not say anything to a person who doesn't understand what that means. Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's that, definitely that's what I'm saying. Comment. I'm not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know that because you are a Marvel enthusiast and lo- you know the knowledge of the lore. But a general person just watching Loki because they watched the last season and all that stuff, they might have just been like, oh, did he just reference what happened? I don't think they would. No, nobody caught that. I'm sure the average person did not. But so there's a comment that there's a once everything's done and uh, Loki takes over, you know, he, he corrals all the all the timelines and basically sits in the chair of he who remains. Uh, holding literally physically holding all the universal multiversal timelines together. Um, they're back in the CVA. Everybody's, you know, Mobius is at his desk and, you know, they're, they're doing like a sort of a, a status check on what used to be the loom and is now guess I guess Loki holding everything together. And Mobius goes, there was a Kang event in uh, a 616 adjacent universe, but we squashed it. Like it's been handled. He's not a problem. Ah, I see. So yeah, he said, basically that, he said, but he, he was dead. He's dead now. Like, yeah, that's, so, that's basically the way it was. And then they closed the loop on the Victor Timely character as a kid who never gets the TVA guidebook in this nice. version so of the events so that happened. Never, uh, nice. So basically that so they, they basically made it a way so that if they were going to write him out, they could do it without too much. I color. personally yeah, think clean, that's them writing him out quite softly. Up. I mean, I mean, honestly, unless they're going to, they're not going to go with the Kane dynasty and they're going to go somewhere else. But here, as I pointed out to Josh, the MCU can go wherever they want right now because they have not established a single goddamn thing that actually yep. makes sense. <laughs> like yep. they have not established yep. a single goddamn yeah. thing that yep. actually makes sense for yep. a continuous narrative. Yep. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was forced to agree by with their that. own admission. By their own admission, they had only went with went down that road of Kang because of Jonathan Major's performance in Loki. So 
if that's the case, then yeah, they probably did close the loop, no pun intended, uh, in at the end of Loki, and is only appropriate because that's where it began was in right. with his performance as because originally even the He Who Remains character wasn't going to be uh, a Kang variant. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And so um, it all comes back to, to so it, it, it almost makes sense that they would do that. And, you know, I like I said, I think their salvation lies with the X-Men. I agree. Um, Amen. And, and with the Fantastic Four and with Blade and with some of the stuff that isn't that's on its way, but but they're trying to figure out a way to bring it in because um, right now the Marvel Cinematic Universe is is looking like an old, tight, worn out tire. Like it's not, it's the tread is gone, and well, it, or yeah. it's, it's, falling, it's falling off very fast. And well, now I they're in a situation where you know, like with the Marvels maybe this is a segue they have you have here you have a dark uh, another terminator dark face situation where despite mm. this, this is a, uh, possibly a good film a good outing uh, the fans for the many reasons have cho- have singled this one out as uh, the moment that they're going to send a, resi- a loud message to the MCU <laughs> which is, we're done we're done we're done. We're not gonna just pay for pay for mediocre to bullshit. And even though that may not be what that movie is, but it's gonna all the movies are going to are going to suffer because of that. And I use Terminator Dark Fate because we talked about that. Terminator Dark Fate was actually a good movie. It was a good Terminator movie. But mm-hmm. because we had just had Genesis and Salvation and Terminator yeah, yeah. Three. Everybody, um, everybody was just fucking tired, tired of it. Just wanted yeah. it to go away. Yeah. No. No. You're right. You're right. Um, you know what, Josh? I'm gonna save your Marvels conversation because we already we're at, we're at a good solid hour. So I think oh, okay. you, can a, you can do a separate. I'm not, you know what? I might just go ahead and check it out. Probably when I go to California, I might go see it too. Whatnot. I was thinking about. It. I might you know, go see. We, it, we, see well, it I, I will. I, we do things for the. We do things for the pod. Well, so the pod notwithstanding, it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. I'd say go see and it. And I, I don't want to support Nia DaCosta, so I, yes, I you do. Yes, you do. We and you and this is on this uh, on this pod. So yes, we do. And if I may invoke other Cam, uh, shout out to to other Cam. Uh, if I may invoke other Cam for a second, this is this is uh, this is one of those instances, in my opinion where you're supporting someone black who has created art that's not that's good and you're not just supporting them because they're black like oh black person made thing i'm gonna go see it even though you know it might be kind of janky or whatever but i'm gonna go see it because you know she's black and you no, gotta support black. this is not that this is absolutely i not agree that. with you and you know what i care i'll give you my reason why i support nia DaCosta. one is she's her 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 Candyman film is one of the best horror films in American horror films in the last 10-15 years in terms of American produced and, and all that stuff goes and secondly 
this is clearly her one for the meal. And I'm and that's why it's I'm bummed out that the box office returns are not going to reflect, at least not yet, what the, the quality of the film. And the irony of that is that because we've had, because they went for quantity for so long, then now we arrive here where we finally got one that's decent, one that's good, similar to the Guardians of the Galaxy. You, uh, you have one that stands out and now because folks are tired of it, it don't, the box office don't reflect that. And that's a, that's a, a, a bad deal for, for Nia DaCosta and for uh, yeah. Tayona Parrish and, and even Brie yep. Lawson. I was saying to Josh, people blame her and, and get after her, but think about how her character was introduced into this story. She wasn't introduced uh-huh. as a character that we were asked to care about. Not like Tony, not like Thor, not like Cap, Agreed. who's who went on a 10, we went on a 10 year journey. We had a baseline of what those guys want and what they would fight for. And each time it would be redefined a little bit, but it was always that one thing that made us like them with her, she was introduced as a, as an idea, as a voice for a certain gender and identity politics, which is, that's fine. If you have those as things, but we want to know the human being, the character first, and that's yeah. not Brie Lawson's fault. And then yeah, she, she yeah, went, the, a lot of the writing stuff. Yeah, you're right. Cause I think that's the thing too, yeah. going into it now where, the, the early reports from Marvels, just in general, people are like, "Yeah, it's actually pretty good." You know, so you know, but you're right. If it, and for Nika, uh, I think for her, Nia Costa, she's actually pretty smart because she's kind of like, "All right, well, let me get my Marvel movie done, and then I'm gonna move on." Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and you know, I did it. I got, I, I got, I got my bag, and I can keep moving. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and it she worked. She didn't handle a big budget film, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's I, listen. It's one of the, in my opinion, it's narratively tight. The pacing is solid. It doesn't waste a ton of time. As a matter of fact, there's no wasted screen time, in my opinion. There are things that you yeah, would you probably said the run not time do. was like one forty five, one hour forty five, uh, somewhere thereabout. Yeah, um, okay. there's no, there's no wasted, there's no wasted screen time. And I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention that Iman Vellani, if you liked Miss Marvel. Um, then go see this movie because she's she's exactly as good as she was in Ms. Marvel is exactly as how is is how good she is. Uh, in, you know, I'm going to watch Marvel. that because, because she's so um, fun. I really did like uh, Kamala Khan in that Marvel Avengers game. I, I I enjoyed playing as her as her character. She she was great. So I'm going to check out Miss um, Marvel. Um, yeah, Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel is good. It's it's perfect uh, CW team like MCU, and it's like the casting is well done. It's fun. You can. It's nice and breezy. Doesn't do anything crazy. No. Um, and I think they did a good job of just like they they did a good job of making a teen MCU show, and I think that's what they were yes. kind of going for. Making it make sure like you know they hit all the authenticity uh, bits too. So yeah. Yeah, it when they need to, the, it's, it's a rock solid the, show. The the uh, MCU, this just real quick. The part of another reason that this stuff is blowing up in their face is because they've been doing this stuff the wrong way. It's disingenuous. Captain Marvel was a response to Wonder Woman. 
Yep. And the fact that and the criticism of the fact that they had not had a solo female hero movie in 10, 15 years that they had been going, going strong. They didn't even try. Yeah. So and, and they didn't even try. Shouldn't, shouldn't have bed the whole time. And then they DC shit, shit bed all over that decade with their <laughs> movies. And, they, and but they, they they produced a really quality uh, uh, Wonder Woman film. Granted, if you know the comics, you know that Diana of Themyscira is much more likable than Carol Danvers. But and in terms of character, but Carol Danvers is also a, a military person like she's she's mm-hmm. disciplined there are things that are likable about her but they just didn't give us that they didn't give us nope. any of that they, they didn't give you her. any either. and yeah. so they get and so they do a successful job they do a successful job of giving you those things in this movie they give her a personality she bounces well off of off of uh Tiona Paris and Iman Vellani it it just it, 360 degrees from you know, and they they explain a bunch of things about uh about the time the time gap while Carol was away and why she was away. Like they they Nia DaCosta filled in. I could I can tell that the Marvel guys probably did what they do, and then she was like, no 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 no, no. we need to explain this. We need to explain that. We need to make her you know we need we need to make her say. These are the reasons why I was doing this. And this is what was happening when they do a really good job of, of filling in exactly those blanks that basically didn't make a wit of sense uh, between, between uh, Captain Marvel and, between Captain and, Marvel and the Avenger movie. And, and, yeah. yeah. Well, not even just the Avenger movie, because in the Avenger movie, she kind of shows up at the end, Rex shop, and then she's out. Like she shows, she stays for the funeral. No, and that's the last that's, time. That's not, but that's not my point. She mm. she had been nowhere to be found, and then all of a sudden, Nick Fury is contacting her, and, mm-hmm. and right. all the crisis that they've had, he didn't just, right. he didn't think to contact her then. So that's what I'm saying. That is when you when you go outside of character storytelling development, and you just shoe in and putting something there because it because whatever you want it to work that's why her appearance in endgame doesn't 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 fly because a lot of i'll just say a lot of people believe that 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 fight that she had with thanos should have gone to hulk because it was it would have booked their fight just like in uh in in fact that they he lost in in the fight against thanos the same mm. way tony Cap and Thor got theirs back in because they got the ass and, and Thanos traumatized all of them. I think yeah. <laughs> that was the big thing. But yeah. we don't, but 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 he wasn't involved in that story and they didn't do it. And Bruce trauma. Banner is the poster child for trauma. Yeah. And also you like and like exactly. you said, because, because they didn't because they didn't close that loop, you get an unsatisfying thing with Hulk where it was like, oh, so I guess he's just a bitch now. All right. Well, I guess that's and cool. then She Hulk ends up not, not making a bunch of sense as a result. Yeah, his appearances in She Hulk are just like whatever. <laughs> yeah, jo- me and Josh uh, talked about this where you could have had all of those moments that we had in 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 feel good moments that we had in Endgame, but after because I I think when she wrecks, you have her come in. She wrecks the the uh, standoffs of ship. 
And then you have maybe, and then in that part, you have Hulk get that fucking gauntlet and say, I I want him come after it now. I you want him even, to come to me. You, you could even still have the moment where she tries to pull it off and comes close as like an escalation of like, all right, we're getting close. We're getting closer. We're closest as we're going to get. And then, you know, he grabs the gem and knocks her away. And Bruce is the one who's like, we're not going to be able to pull this off unless I do it. Yeah. yeah. It makes it so that he's the only one. And you have the redemption moment from the first film where he gets the piss beat out of him. There's no reason reason not to redeem that. There's no reason except laziness. No payoff. Thanos Thanos beat him. Thanos, they going at it. He's still nerd hope. He's still nerd Mm -hmm. hope. He's getting his licks in. Thanos is clearly a better fighter and getting his he's beating his ass. And then we get the moment that everybody been wanting, which is a raged out fucking Hulk that just, 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 just destroys it, just smashes, just goes ham. And, you know, honestly, I think they probably didn't go that far because then, you know, how does Thanos get out of that? And then have then we have the Tony moment. So I understand why they didn't go into that, but I think there could have been room for that. Even if Thanos were able to absolutely was again, but yeah. Get there, there's room for it, and there are a bunch of ways that you could have done that still. That that where yeah. you still you still end Tony and you still get the payoff of the Hulk at least getting a couple of shots in, if not beating him outright. Yeah, because yeah. he would grab. I, I mean, you could have done. You could have. You could have done a thing like what I they did, did with the. the God, sorry. No, I was just gonna say that's why I mentioned not to give Captain Marvel that moment because if if it's a moment where where Hulk beats his ass and and knocks and and gets the glove out of his hand for a moment, but then Thanos is able to grab the glove and now he's got the fucking uh, uh, infinity gun and then he that's the only way he can get Hulk off his back. <laughs> right. It's because he's got the all the thrust of the, the, the infinity stone and then once and then as he's getting ready to do the snap and enter Tony to do his thing. I, yeah, I think- they're tussling and he's holding, he's got, you know, he's now fought him to a standstill. He's got the gauntlet, so he's powered up a little bit more. So, you know, they're they're tussling and then Tony runs over and does the thing that he does. He smacks back the Hulk, he smacks back Tony, but Tony's already got the gaunt, uh, got the gems and then he does the snap anyway and it kills him. Well, he would have yeah. had to smack down Hulk first. And then yeah. in, in while he's smacking Hulk down, that would have been Tony's moment to slip in and do his right. thing to get the to get the the to because he only took used the nanites to take the 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 stones out of out of the the gauntlet. He didn't actually mm-hmm. take the gauntlet. Take so the gauntlet, right? Exactly. My, yeah, my point is because you had that moment with Captain Marvel, and again, this is not me saying that Captain Marvel should not have been in the movie. It is me saying that that moment, narratively speaking, would have been way better payoff for the 10-year story arc that they told if it had been Hulk in that moment because he needed that redemption. She Mm -hmm. didn't get her ass beat and traumatized in an Infinity War. She did That didn't happen to her. But yeah, we had seen, and then Josh brought up the point about how they didn't pay off the whole uh, thing where um, 
uh, Hulk was saying that he, uh, you know, Hulk, but Bruce said that sometimes Hulk had his fucking hand on the on the on the wheel, like he knew what he was doing. We saw that in Ragnarok when he was clearly conscious of the things that was going on. He didn't want Hulk, uh, uh, Thor to leave. He did beat Thor down, but wasn't trying to kill him. Like yep, it, was, yep. it was those things that show that said that these two can live synergetically, but mm-hmm. one personality is trying to dominate the other. And so the 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 smart hawk was supposed to be like, okay, they figured it out, but the fans didn't want you to just figure it out. We want him to still be the incredible hulk. We want to see yeah, and 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 so the thing that 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 D'Angelo mentions, like I had a we were when we were bouncing back and forth how it could have worked. What I was saying was, you know, to pay off the like he mentioned to pay off the 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 line in Ragnarok. You know, you could zoom in on you know on the Hulk, like the Hulk is the, Bruce has finally made the decision. You know what? I think I need to let him have control in order to make this happen. Yeah, and, and yeah, more he lined up with Thanos. So you zoom in on his brain. You know, you zoom in on his head and then into his brain. And in his brain is uh, uh, an image of Bruce and the Hulk both having their hands on the steering wheel the exact way that he said in a car. The car's driving and they're both driving and they both have their hands on the steering wheel. And Bruce looks over at the Hulk. Hulk looks over at him and Bruce slowly moves, lets his hand off the steering wheel. And the Hulk looks at him and he goes, and and again, you pay off Avengers. He goes, Hulk smash. Hulk smiles at him. Smile. Car starts moving faster. Yeah. Zoom back out, and you come out. You zoom back out through one of his eyes. His eyes now raging with energy, blazing with energy, and he's turning into a bigger version of the Savage Hulk. And he goes ham on Thanos. You cannot tell me that that would not have people jumping out of their seats in the yeah. theater if they did that. You cannot tell me that. Yeah, and it, and it would be a payoff too. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. But I think that you're right. A bunch of things. It pays off like three movies. Uh, in one, it pays off like three movies in one shot. Yeah, and but again, that's the problem that we have, right? It's the you know how how are they going to shoehorn this character in, and then will some other characters have to get you know uh, some of the more expensive characters, I should say. <laughs> get the, but it's sad on both parts because. Uh, now, you know, again, I don't, I think it's unfair that Brie Larson had this experience, uh, as, as Captain Marvel, something that she should have had a similar experience that Gal Gadot had as Wonder Woman. And, you know, I was saying that uh, comparing the two is like, I don't think it's totally driven by sexism. That's a part of it. It's not be naive here, but at the same time, um, I think it's largely because the creative apparatus at, at Marvel did her wrong. They they did not bring her into this story in a way that made sense. She probably shouldn't have debuted until after Endgame, to tell you the truth, because again, you're talking about in screen, even Ant-Man, his his role had to be minimalist. 
in that in that story because he, they even make a joke of it where, where um, Tony's like uh, our encounter Infinity Stones meet uh, we really meet by encounter we mean damn near killed uh, we all damn near were killed by one and he's like not me I don't even know what you're talking about because <laughs> it's, it's it's that one of those funny clever lines that we all know that he that Ant, the Ant Man movies and his involvement has not been on the same level in terms of the infinity stone as Thor, Cap, uh uh and Bruce and 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 Doctor Strange. And Thor, right. And uh and, and uh Tony and Tony. Yeah. So but anyway, we could ran all of it, uh, all the <laughs> mistakes of uh, the MCU. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a, it's a whole separate podcast. I know. I think the bringing all that up just highlights the the sad story of the Marvels, which is here you have again one of the examples of an actual good MCU movie, and yet now after all this time, where Ant Man three made all that money and and Doctor uh, Strange made all that money and mm-hmm. all those all those ones that were not as good made all the money and now here we are everybody's tired but there's a good film well and it's unfortunate unfortunate on on a bunch of levels right because the last phase the the last phase really didn't do anything to sort of properly set up any of the things that are set up that, that are supposed to come later on you spent the better part of what 2008 to what year did Endgame drop Twenty seven. Yes, oh, 16, 16. 2016. Infinity War was twenty sixteen, right? Oh Infinity no! That's so right. then, twenty seventeen. It was yeah. like twenty eighteen for Endgame. Twenty eighteen. So in New York, you spent Damn. from two thousand eight to twenty eighteen ten solid years setting up all this stuff. You know, and, and and establishing all of these characters, and you know this this phase does not feel like they spent the last however many years in this post uh, Endgame world uh, setting anything up long term. It feel like it felt like just a bunch of individual movies. You know, most of which you know that first that first phase immediately after sort of dealt with the ramifications of Endgame, the loss of Tony, yada yada yada. All right, fool, fine. Yeah, and the loss of uh, Black <laughs> Widow. Um, right. But then, like later on down the line, like all right, like all right, they're gone. And it's sad. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know it, they're gone, and we're sad, and it's sad, and you know they're heroes, and there's a mural in Queens somewhere in in uh, in in Peter's neighborhood, and. All that other crap. Yeah, sure. Great. Now set up the next thing. Yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> you spent two phases not setting up anything? Yeah. You set up the Marvels to fail, and it's a good movie. It does not, yeah. it doesn't deserve it, and it even, and it even does a good job of pulling Carol out of what we were talking about a, a few minutes ago, uh, in terms of just you know she's she's wooden. Let's just call it what it is. You don't take advantage of any of the things that Brie Larson is an actress fully has to to offer uh, in yeah, that. That movie. one is an Academy Award winning actress. This like, is what I'm saying. Let's not let's not let's not 
Vesper uh, your name. <laughs> exactly. Gloss over the fact that this this is this is someone who they were actually lucky clearly capable. Yeah. You know, and so and I feel like and I feel like this movie you get you Nia DaCosta did a really good job of starting her off where she was in the first film, which is kind of wooden, kind of distant, kind of not, you know, uh, not necessarily playing well with others and just kind of, you know, disaffected and moves her into a place of being a much more likable character, a much more personable character. She plays well with others. She's developed. She's the leader of their team. She's developed as a, as you know, as a team player and she's discovering more things about herself as the individual that is slash was Carol Danvers. Um, wow. So there's it, this thing it, called character development then. I, I hear that that's a thing. <laughs> I, I've heard D'Angelo mention it once or twice. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, we'll do, we'll do a proper uh, Miss Marvel or I said Miss Marvel's Marvel's uh, review later, yep. but we'll, we'll wrap this one up since you've been ratting for a while. Yep. Um, thanks everybody for listening to us and rant and whatnot, and we will check you guys later. Peace, Peace out. Peace out.